Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for 90s dads. I'm Cody. And I'm Tyler. Tyler, what did we watch? We watched The Matrix, Cody. Yeah, we did. Tyler, was this your maiden voyage in The Matrix? No. Oh, you already seen Matrix? So many times. Are you kidding me, Cody? I love all the movies. They're so good, Cody. They're all (sighs) digital. And they're like, oh. You know? Oh, yeah. Did you play the the Matrix video game? Oh, you know I did. Remember that one? So fun. So, yeah. I mean, you just like ran around in bullet time, right? That was like the whole thing, basically. Yeah. You did a lot of spins off walls. (laughs) Yeah. Constantly. Spinning off the wall. That was the oh, that was man. the move. This is this movie is a big deal. This is the movie that has given us the Wachowskis as we know them. You know, like they did a movie, and they're like, "Oh yeah, those guys." And then they did this movie, and people are like, "Whoa, those guys!" So it's a big deal. The, Tyler, did you want to? This movie directly hmm? led to Jupiter Ascending, Cody. And what would you do without that film? <laughs> No, I was looking at the Wachowskis IMDb. It's it's quite a sight to behold because it's like a, an okay indie movie, The Matrix, and then like everything else they did is like, oh, I don't know if they've ever done anything like great since The Matrix, you know? Yeah. Well, they've always so seemed it's, like uh, it's a weird one. It's a it's a weird it's a weird journey. It's a weird career. Yeah, but people I'll like their what, aesthetic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they have an aesthetic. And I'll tell you what, I really liked the Speed Racer movie, you know? I did. Maybe it was just the time of my life that I saw it, but I was like, that was great. I keep so, trying to find a good version of that because <clears throat> I've heard that movie is fantastic for showing off like the OLED TVs. Oh, yeah. But you have to get like a really high quality copy of it. And every like streaming service has it in like HD and it doesn't look that great. So I'm like, where are these uh, people... Supposedly getting these like 4K copies of it. I have like, to get the the Steelbook 4K uh, Speed Racer release somewhere. Yeah, because like it looks really pretty in HDR and stuff because of all the colors and the flashing mm-hmm. lights. There's quite a lot of that. It's also a good movie to test to see if you're epileptic or not. <laughs> it is good for that. <laughs> that was the movie that made me think like... I... It, I was like, do I have epilepsy right now? And I'm like, I'm not seizuring, so I don't have it, but I almost feel, you know, like, you know what I mean? You know, when you like feel your brain, like, it's like, am I about to have a seizure right now? You know what I'm talking? Like, if you just stare at a strobe light for a couple seconds and you're like, I'm about to, I'm about to go down. Like, I got to stop. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I love that. I love that now movie theaters put that warning. They're like, hey, like, if you are epileptic, maybe don't watch. Like, Incredibles 2 had, like, a strobe kind of thingy. And I was like, so don't watch this if you're going to, like, pass out or whatever. So it's fun. It's a good time. Tyler, do you want to sum this one up for us? What is The Matrix about? Cody, The Matrix... It's about Neo and the Matrix. It's it. What is it about? That's the question, Cody. Matrix is everything. 
Cody. It's all around you. <laughs> I mean, it. so it's about Neo, and he's a hacker dude hunting for Morpheus, who's another hacker dude in the world, and he finds mm-hmm. Trinity, who's another hacker dude. But she's friends with Morpheus, the ultimate hacker dude. And they'd be hacker dudes together, but then you find out hacker dudes aren't necessarily hacker dudes. They're really freedom fighters in a, in a simulation. Ooh, That's what yeah. it is. Everything. The world is a simulation. Also, 1999 was the peak of human civilization. <laughs> Thus decrees the Wachowskis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me tell you. <clears throat> I love The Matrix. I love this movie. It's a fantastic movie. It's a great movie. I highly recommend it. Bailey did not enjoy it very much, but she tolerated it, at least the first one. I think there was a decline for Bailey after the first one. That is fine. And uh, I love this movie. I love that it is just peak 90s. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I saw it in theaters when they did the 20th anniversary. It's fantastic. It was great. It was one of my favorite theater experiences that year, you know? Just listening to the techno and the, the hacking and the... And the puddle of mud. Running about and the what? Was it puddle of mud or mud vein or something? That's like all the like really grungy rock in the background. Oh, yeah. So good. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's great. How'd it go? How is it for you, Tyler? I love The Matrix, man. It's so good. Tiffany didn't watch it with me. Um, right. She, she went into the room and did sewing and watched... Encanto, and many other movies. Just like The Matrix, <clears throat> but for Colombia. Exactly. Colombia, Cody. Colombia. Colombia. Well, Tyler, is there anything else you need to say to tee up this film? Nope. So, right. Cody, then get... I'm ready. Get in the car. Get in the the car. They've all got cars. They're they're weirdly long, and they got the suicide doors. They're like the Cadillac. The they're probably called pimp mobiles, as I if, if I know how Cadillac names their cars. You know how it is. Get in the car, Cody, and we're gonna. I'm gonna suck. I'm gonna. I'm gonna suck this thing right out of your belly button. I didn't bring the machine, so. Buckle up, Cody. We're going to have to do this manually. <laughs> All right, Cody. You're clean. We're here. We're in spoiler town. Did you like that? Did you like me? I like that. I did. I did. Um, that make was... you glad we don't record in person anymore? Yeah. We were through the Matrix. Would have been in the splash zone. Bailey was not ready when that happened, when the... And they suck up the little dude, and it like was actually there. She was like, "Oh, that was in him." I was like, "Yeah, it was exactly it was exactly the reaction I think the Wachowskis wanted." It's great. Tyler, was are you ranting? Are you ranting? I'm not <clears throat> ranting. You rant, Cody. You, Cody. You rant. All right. You know you're you're asking about it, and I'll tell you right now, Cody. If you were to ask me, did I bring up the timer? Like I know I should. Maybe. Be no, no. The answer is no. Oh, but you know I'm gonna bring it up, and it's got my focus, and I gotta go to the timer, and then okay, I'm ready. Tyler, let me tell you about the Matrix, okay? 
Matrix is peak 90s, all right? Nothing has ever been more... It's like all the lessons we learned in the 90s, and it culminates in the Matrix, you know? And I love that about the movie. Here's why I think the Matrix works. I think it's because they go all in, you know? Because movies... Sometimes movies have kind of a crazy idea and they don't quite go all, they don't fully buy into it. And then that's how you get a, a laughably bad movie. Okay. <clears throat> and this was one. They were like, nope, we're going hard. The style choices, the green lighting, the props, the acting, the sunglasses, the costume. Like we're going as hard as we can on all of it. And as a result, it becomes a beautiful cocktail that works. And I, I just love it. I love that when you're in the Matrix, everything has a greenish hue to it. I love that um, there's leather everywhere. I have a question for you. I was going to bring it up later. I'm just going to bring it up now. How did no one guess the Wachowskis were transgender? We looked at the wardrobe of this movie, and you see it escalate throughout the series, all right? You see the wardrobe, the wardrobe in like the nightclub scenes, especially in, in Matrix 2 and 3. How did we look at that and not be like, you know, these dudes are definitely going to transition and do like gender identifying surgery? How did we not know? How was anyone surprised by it? Looking back, it seems silly that we wouldn't have known, okay? The sunglasses are, this is what, I, I look, here's why it's good, okay? Because they're in a simulation and there's reflections everywhere in the buildings, and most of all, in the sunglasses. Morpheus' sunglasses, I could have had every shot in this movie have just been whatever you're seeing through Morpheus' sunglasses, all right? They have so many shots where just like, I don't know, just reflecting off the sunglasses. And I, I love it. I love the commentary, right? It's like, no, you're not really here. Like, this didn't actually happen. You're a reflection of who you are, right? Because you're in the Matrix, and I love it. And I love that in the Matrix, everyone's dressed out to the nines, right? They're wearing leather, they're wearing trench clothes, they got their sunglasses, everyone's going hard. And then in the real world, it's like, I'm wearing like those grubby old pajamas you love and don't have the heart to throw away, you know? And I just don't get it. I don't get how they have the technology they have, but yet their clothing is like, sorry, it's Oliver Twist here, all right? Those are your options, right? In the Matrix, you're wearing leather. And in the real world, it's like, I got a sack for you. I got a burlap sack and you can wear that. It doesn't make sense? No. But did the aesthetics work? Absolutely. Okay? They go hard in this movie. They go hard on the costumes. They go hard on the camera work. All right? I love it. I love when they're panning up, about, and around. I think it makes the movie work. Oh, they went so hard on all of it. There's so many good quotes in this movie, you know? They're doing the kung fu martial arts scene. I love it. <clears throat> Neos can't keep up. He can't keep up to Morpheus. And Morpheus is like, you think that's air that you're breathing? It's like, oh, because you're not breathing air. You're in the Matrix, or rather a program that simulates the Matrix that's a cool dojo that we can jump around and kick each other in, all right? Do any of my notes? I have a question for you. I need you to address this. What is the significance of 303? 303, the number pops up a couple times. I have a guess. Here's my only guess. I know it's the area code, 
of Colorado phone numbers because there's a band called 303 and they're from Colorado. So my question to you is, are the Wachowskis from Chicago or is there some cool story narrative that loops it all around? That's my question. I need you to answer it. I just had to get that off of my chest. Um, You know, I just... I think this movie works because it goes so hard. I don't think Bailey thought it quite worked. Like, I thought she thought it was a little cheesy. And I'll admit, like, one or two of the shots have, like, especially dated special effects. But I think the rest of it, it actually dates okay. And I think part of it is because they're in a computer simulation, you know? So it's like, I think it's okay that things don't always look super realistic. And, you know, Keanu, what a man. What a revelation. I love it. Uh, I read somewhere that all of his lines, half his lines are questions. Isn't that fun? All right, I'm going to have to cut you off, Cody. Stop talking. Just constantly keep going, Cody. Stop. I can't. It's my time. It's my time now. here. All right. It's my time to blow you away with my two notes and then my many rebuttals, all right? So stop yourself and get ready. All right, Cody, here's the thing. I'll tell you something that I did not... This is the first time I noticed one fact, all right? Look at me, look, and prepare yourself. Get those coughs and sneezes out. I spent your five-minute coughing and sneezing. Oh, it was glorious, Cody. All right, here we go. The Nebuchadnezzar, made in 2069. Nice. It's over a hundred years old, but as we learn, maybe later it might be older. It might be only a year old, Cody. <gasps> I don't know if I don't know if we actually learn anything that makes that more or less. But anyway, I thought it was cool. I never noticed that it had the year, and that he says closer to twenty one ninety nine. I was like, this ship's like a hundred years old, so that makes sense why all these ships are like falling apart because they're freaking old. Made in the good old U.S. of A. Though, Cody, you know, you know what I'm saying, Cody, you know what I'm saying. Nebuchadnezzar. That's what I'm saying. All right. Those are big sewers, Cody. I'll tell you right now, sewer pipes, not that big. Those are big sewers. Um, <clears throat> when they refer to Neo as a machine, wouldn't that be a major insult, Cody? Wouldn't that be a major insult? If you're in war with a machine and refer to someone like he's a machine, that'd be fighting words. That Co- Cody, be fighting words. All right. Uh, here's the thing. I find some very, uh, contradictory information about this 303 thing, okay? Because it is like, some of these factoid people are like, there's no meaning to it. There's no meaning to it. And then other people are like, oh, all the traces and everything, like, every time there's an area code referenced, it's all, like, around Chicago area. Which means, like, is the city supposed to be Chicago? The city's the city, all right? Uh, the body count is 39. I just saw that as I'm scrolling through the, uh... Thanks. Uh, Cody, can you imagine this movie? I just want to say, like, everybody's like, oh, why? wouldn't this movie be so cool if Will Smith had actually done it and been the, the one? No, it wouldn't. It would not. Imagine, take yourself, imagine Will Smith as the one, as Neo, okay? I'm going to say it right now. It would have been a worse movie. He could not have done the Zen Master transformation of Keanu Reeves, okay? Everybody's like, Keanu is the stoner hippie guy, you know? And it's like, I tell you, how dare you, sir? Let me put it this way, Cody. One of these two guys is in John Wick, okay? One of these two guys is also John Wick, okay? 
and it's not Will Smith. Do you have a guess on who John Wick is? It's Keanu Reeves, Cody. And this, we got, this is so good, Cody. John Cusack lobbied hard for the role of Neo. Sure he did. Could you imagine the Cuse? The Cusack? All right. The Cusack as as Neo? No, you couldn't, okay? Because it wouldn't work. Uh, Cody, when I'm, I tell you I'm looking at this work. Okay. Uh, I can't even remember all the questions you asked me. So, I mean, the 303 thing, I don't know. Here's what I'm guessing, Cody. It either has significance or it doesn't. That's the only two options. And so that's the two options I give to you. Because that's what they say, everybody out here, they're, uh, they're uh, Cody, they're, uh, they're not, they're not, they're not agreeing. All right. Let's talk about this, okay? The Asians use Desert Eagles, the 50 cal Desert Eagles. And I love it, Cody. It's been one of my favorite parts of these movies since I was a wee lad. I freaking love that they use Desert Eagles. I actually have had the opportunity, Cody, look at me. Have you ever shot a 50 cal Desert Eagle? The idea of being able to shoot it rapidly with one hand, I think is a cool, subtle thing to showcase, like, these guys are friggin' uh, strong, right? Do you know Neo's passport expires September 11th, 2001? <gasps> Cody, they knew. They knew, Cody. The Wachowskis are in on it, all right? That's all I'm saying. The Wachowskis, they're in on it, all right? Uh... Some of these factoids, I'm going to call out. You called it out before we even started. I'm calling it out now. Some of these factoids suck. Here's one. The film takes place around the year 2199. <clears throat> that's just, that's not a trivia fact. That's just a quote from the movie, okay? <laughs> Stop. I'm, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going <laughs> to report it. That's why I did. Oh, I have to sign in? Scratch that. I'm not reporting this, okay? I'm not doing that. It's too much work, okay? The... Most of these factoids are just different people, which this movie, I will say, has one of the craziest, like, oh, all these people were in or, like, considered or auditioned or, like, the people that actually got, it seems like every single role were, like, the 18th choice for that role. Like, nobody who was the first choice got the role, it feels like. Oh, Tyler, I'm after that. Uh, I'll have to cut you off right there. Let me talk. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the casting thing. Because I heard, like, everyone. Oh, did you see this? I'm sure you saw this one. So they considered Will Smith, of course, for Neo. But also Sandra Bullock would have been Trinity. And Val Kilmer would have been Morpheus. What's interesting is if Sandra Bullock did pick Trinity, then it would have been Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock together again. Because they were in Speed together a few years before. Remember Speed? Mm -hmm. With the bus? Bus Go Fast. Remember that movie? Yeah. So there you go. The world that could have been. We could have had Speed 2, but not Speed 2 Cruise Control, the one where Sandra Bullock goes on the cruise uh, and they have a speed scenario on a cruise, but Speed 2 Enter the Matrix, all right? It would have been a crossover. And the bus is still go fast. That's what it would have been. Doesn't that blow your mind? Can you imagine? Reuniting the cast of Speed in a different franchise? Whoa. Whoa. I know. Let's talk about this. Oh. Okay. Here's... Okay, I have a question for you. This is the deep cut. Are you ready? 
I'm ready. So I think they're running through it. They might be when they're in the, yeah, they have to be in the matrix. I think they're running through and there's a screen and there's, it's like a movie going on in a mo- I think it's like a TV screen, you know, and the movie mm-hmm. happening is like, there's like big bunnies walking down the street. It's obviously yeah. like bunnies on a set, but like what movie is that? Because it almost looked familiar and it was driving me crazy. Did you, did you catch that? Did you see that and have a link back to childhood of like, no, wait, I've definitely seen that movie. No? No. All right, maybe I'll Google on that later. Did you know that Keanu Reeves lost 15 pounds and shaved all the hair off his body to do the egg scene where he unplugs from the Matrix? Cody, that's an amazing trivia fact. I've never heard that ever. Cody, I'm going to say right now, we're the first ones. That's true, We're the first ones to break that trivia fact right here. We've got to be. I, I appreciate you bringing that to the attention of everybody. All right, I got some more for you then. How about okay. this? The company that made the glasses is called Blind with an E at the end. Blind D, all right? Oh. They had to petition, right? They're like, hey, we really want to do sunglasses for your movie. But, you know, Ray-Ban and some other big names had their, you know, hat in the ring. Blind, they handcrafted the sunglasses for the movie. So, like, every character, they were like, all right. We're going to hand make these look. My here's my favorite sunglasses. Obviously, the, the best sunglasses in the whole series is the Morpheus sunglasses because they just they just sit around his nose. They don't have a little wrap around. There's no hooks around the ears. It's just two little lenses, and they just sit. It's like a monocle, but there's two. I love it. They're amazing. Yeah. But can I share? All right. Can I share a fact that I just saw with you? Oh yeah. So. It's uh, the agents carry the the Desert Eagle 50 caliber, right? <clears throat> Which was specifically chosen by the Wachowskis as the agent's sidearm of choice against the advice of armorer John Bowring, who dismissed them as, quote, wanker pistols. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which I'm sure, I feel like the Wachowskis would be like, that's the point. <laughs> Right. They're in the Matrix. Like, what's the point of having the Matrix if everyone in there has, like, super practical, realistic guns? What are we even doing with their lives, you know? If we're in a simulation with super strong, super agents that can morph in and out of whoever's in the Matrix, and we're giving them just, like, the whatever basic bodyguard, you know? It's like, no, I don't want that. Let me live in my fantasy sci-fi world. Like, it's not cool. You know what is cool? What is cool? Big old desert eagles, all right? Earpieces and sunglasses. That's what's cool. That's how I landed. That's how I landed my wife, you know? Yeah. Put on earpiece, put on sunglasses, and I just open carried a desert eagle. And she was like, yep, that's the one. I was like, I already know, you know? Yeah. You, you were like, get in line, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, this is my last fun fact took them five years to write the movie and they went through 14 different drafts of the screenplay impressive they were like i don't even know how to make this work spent five years they put the time in they made it work i think it was one of those like scripts in hollywood people are like yeah it sounds cool maybe but also what even is it you know or how are you gonna make this so shout out you know kudos to the wachowskis for doing it for making it happen and making it look good 
We did. I did. So, did you get an answer on that? Uh, the rabbits, you know, the bunny rabbits. Do we have an answer on that? Um, I kind of. <clears throat> to be honest, no. I need an answer. I uh, I did not get any kind of answer on the bunny rabbits. I did want to point out something. So this was in the goofs section, and I just want to. I just love this. Okay, so on the like on the building or something, right? I think it's on the building when it shows Neo's place of work. It's like Metacortex spelled one place one way, and then on the sign on the inside of the building, it says Metacortex. It's spelled differently. Like two words. Oh. And I was like, if that is not the most like realistic thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like big giant sign on the outside of the building. Well, we can't change that. But all mm-hmm. the little signs on the inside. We're rebranding. We're not Metacortex anymore. We're Metacortex. Mm-hmm. We are now Look, Meta. Talking about big companies or... named Meta. Um <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about how Facebook wasted an opportunity by changing the name to Meta and not The Matrix? Like, what are they even doing? Did they Have they even seen this movie, you know? They could have been The Matrix, and instead they're Meta. doesn't make any sense. Let me tell you about this rabbit movie. It is a real movie called Night of the Lepus. 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 I don't know how to pronounce it. L-E-P-U-S, also known as Rabbits. It's a 1972 sci-fi horror film. It's a real movie. There you go. Okay, so here's the thing. I feel like this is why it's <laughs> familiar to you, Cody. Yeah. Because I could guarantee. I this is what I guaranteed you, Cody. At one point, you watched this movie and thought, "Is mm-hmm. that a real movie?" Looked mm-hmm. this up and watched at least a portion of that movie. Mm-hmm. And now you are remembering you watching that movie because of the Matrix. For some I wouldn't reason. be surprised. I mean, I've seen some of these shots. Like this one, <laughs> I'll see if you can see it, called Night of the Lepus, and it's just like some rabbits. You're not going to be able to see it. It's just some rabbits on a hill. Like it's not even like, oh, it's rabbits in the city. It's like, no, they just, it's just a shot of a few rabbits around a rabbit hole, and that's it. So, like this is just a field of rabbits, so I don't even know. Oh, I've definitely, hold on, I've seen this movie. <laughs> it's, I think it's one of those bad movies. You know what? I, I wonder if it's featured on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Because that very well could be my connection to this movie. Yeah. Am I really going to have to go deeper on this? Did you know David Schwimmer was a front runner for the role of Neo? Ross himself? David Schwimmer? Oh, that would be weird. He'd have a whole different career. It's so many, uh, so many bad casting choices, and they just kind of seem to have. I'm just glad they they cast who they cast, you know. Oh yeah, you know what? They do a riff tracks of that movie, so yeah, that's probably where I saw it. That's fun. So reading through like all the trivia facts and stuff, where they're like, "Oh, this is from the." I think it seems like what they did, which is very smart you know, is instead of, like, being like, oh, this is New York, it's the city, right? So it's the city. So, like, the subway is the same, has the same name and signage as the Sydney subway. It has, like, landmarks from Chicago 
in New York, mm. in LA. And like, it's basically like every, you know, if they're in the subway, they pick a major city in the world. And it's the subway from that city. They're going to a big building. They pick a major building from some major city in the world. And that's the building they go to. But it's different from Sydney. Yeah. So it's like just a mush. That's smart. I mean, that's the other thing. The machines, the artificial intelligence, just hasn't plugged into a matrix of stuff, you know? So it doesn't matter what the city is, as long as it's big enough to fit the consciences of all the humans are using for batteries, you know? Yeah. Bing, bang, boom. Let me tell you, I don't know. I don't know how your life was shaped by this movie, but let me tell you about the seventh grade science teacher at my middle school. I don't know if he did on purpose, okay? Mr. Dahl, I think was his name. If I'm right, I forget his first name. Here's what's weird. I was in middle school, and this guy was the math teacher. The algebra teacher. He was a tall man. He had a ponytail, sunglasses, and a giant black trench coat. And we would see this man striding across campus, going to his class, and we're like, I don't know if he's seen The Matrix, but I hope he has. You know, I hope he has, and that it is the reason he's made these choices. Looked amazing. You know, you see him, you're like, that guy has his life figured out. And let me tell you, Seven years later, I played volleyball with him because he would come to our church's volleyball night. Um, he was very good at volleyball, and he's like six foot five or six foot three, and uh, spiked the ball harder than I've ever seen anyone spike the ball at just like a casual church pickup volleyball game. <laughs> so he, he would just roll up, and it's all these people that are like, "So how do you hit the ball?" And he's like, "Don't worry, I'm gonna spike it in your face. You're not gonna be able to stop it." So. That was my seventh grade science. I didn't have him for, for math. I mean, I didn't have him for math, but he did teach math at my school. Isn't that fun? That is fun. And the Matrix, as we all know, is just math. That's true. But he was the Matrix, Cody. Yeah. I like, here's the thing I like this movie because it introduces such an interesting premise where it's like everything you know isn't real. This is just a simulation, right? And it, I think it sets up the world so great where you're like, oh, yeah, this is just, he's like a hacker dude, cool. And then you realize he's not a hacker dude, and you're like, wait, so what's really going on? And it's like, oh, there's this whole thing. And they're like, oh, yeah, there's a resistance. But it's, I don't know. What's cool about this movie is the scale of it is, like, perfect. You're like, you're focused on Neo, and then he's with this ship, the Nebuchadnezzar, and it's just their crew. And it's just big enough of a cast where you're like, whoa, life isn't what we think it is. How cool is it that he can control the Matrix? And that's like, you know, it's like, oh, there's hope for this resistance. And that's basically the end of the movie, right? It's like, oh, right. he is the one. So cool. I don't know how I feel about the next movies and, like, the scale, because I feel like it goes from being, like, the perfect, it's about this dude, and here's this crew who's helping him, to, like, all right, now let's zoom out, and there's all of civilization, and let's, it's going everywhere, you know? And I feel like it gets a little out of hand. But I think this movie is perfect in that it's like, hey, this is your introduction to this world. Isn't that kind of trippy? Isn't it a cool premise? And there's also some really fun action in it. You know, it's like a perfect, it's like a perfect balance, you know? Yeah. I just, you know, I want, we, you know, we talked earlier about Will Smith turning down this. 
anybody who doesn't know, which is everybody at this point, everybody knows this, but I just, I like repeating it. Will Smith turned it down. was not like, you know, some of these people would be like, oh, Gary Busey, you know, wanted the role. It's like, yeah, he can want the role. It doesn't mean he was going to be Trinity. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> all right. Like, I, I'll tell you this. I wanna, Although Gary I Busey be... could have been the person in the white. What's her name? I forget the character's name. They all have silly hacker names, but um, that lady does look a lot like Gary Busey. You know, she's like, everyone's oh, wearing yeah. black, and then she's wearing white, you know? She's totally got Gary Busey hair. It's true. So would have been cool if he was in that role. Yeah. It is true. No, but you're right. It is always like, yeah, no, obviously. Yeah. Like, I could go audition to be the next Spider-Man. might have enjoyed being Spider-Man, but that doesn't mean that he was, you know, in line. Yeah, but Will Smith turned it down. Like, was offered the role. They were. He was the first mm-hmm. choice. The Fresh Prince turned it down for Wild Wild West. Here's the thing: we could have had a Matrix movie with a tag along rap song at the end, and yeah. we didn't get that. What we did get is Wild Wild West, which was basically based on a Will Smith rap song. You know, exactly. I feel like here's what I think happened. I feel like someone approached him and was like, "Hey, do you want to do like a Western action?" music video and he's like i'll do you one better <laughs> let's just do a whole movie you know that's what wild all west feels like when you watch it you're like this is gone this has gone out of hand yeah well i think like the gist of it is like wild wild west had a bigger budget and like more to it like they had some effects and stuff that they showed him whereas the matrix uh-huh. was just like hey it was just like the wachowski's like hey like we have this idea for a cool movie and we'd like you to yeah. play neo and so he's like i'm gonna go with the one that's like has more established everything behind it mm-hmm. and like has more going for it. And uh he he has he has admitted that it is the worst decision of his career <laughs> to go with Wild Wild West yeah. instead I of being Neo. Is he he's quoted as saying like I just don't know if I quite got it, you know, if he like quite fathomed the script, you know, for the Matrix. Yeah. I think I read somewhere, it was probably in that trivia, but the Wachowskis were like, okay, we want everyone to like understand what is happening here. So they like made sure everyone, all the cast understood the Matrix well enough to, like, explain it to someone, you know? So they are like, all right, tell me what this is about, you know? Which I think is good, like, just to kind of ground everyone. Because and... it isn't unattainable. It's one of those things, like, yeah, when the movie came out, kind of mind-blowing, but, like, the premise isn't, like, wild. It's not, like, it's not inconceivable. Yeah. Like, did you get it? Let me explain it to you. Did I, did I get the Neo's a hacker, okay. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, explain the movie. He works me. at Globatrex, all right? Uh-huh. Almost. It is interesting, right. just like the timing. The timing of this movie is interesting, too, because it was like 99. It was like, okay, a lot of people like computers in their home. Not quite everyone. I still feel like, I don't know, it's so funny to watch this movie 20 years later when it's like, oh, no, everyone's like carrying around smartphones and like computers in their pockets and everyone's so like connected whereas like back you know in the 90s it was like i'm about to hack into this system and you're like for what like a word processor or you know is it like some sales records like so many things weren't digitized yet you know and computers were so slow it's just interesting like seeing those old boxy computers but it's like this is what everyone wanted the tech world to be you know they wanted technology to be so advanced that like we could live in a matrix yeah. 
but really it was just oh, like yeah. the internet has to yell at you you know that remember dial up remember that it's yeah. like all right the computer's gonna yell at you for two minutes you can't use the phone and it takes you about five minutes to download nickelodeon.com so you can play spongebob games you know that was the internet oh yeah the good old days as we uh good old days yeah <clears throat> couldn't use your phone and be on the internet but uh, cody now the cool people here's the cool people had two phone Mm. lines an internet phone line and then just a phone phone line yeah did you ever Uh, know someone who had like their own phone with their own phone number in their bedroom i don't think so oh yeah because that was also a thing where it's like i'll get the kids their own phones so that they're not always on the dang phone yeah. yeah, yeah. You just dial the house phone and be like, "Oh, is Jeff, is Jeff there? Can I talk to Jeff?" <laughs> oh, the good old days, yeah. dialing, having your, you. The worst was when you dialed your friend and his dad answered the phone. Because here's the thing, let's take it back. Let's take all these kids back. <laughs> all right, the the old people that listen to us is you know we got listeners that are older than us. They'll remember this too, right? When mm-hmm. you called your friend <laughs> and his dad answered. Because dad's never answered the phone like, you know, like, oh, Crankle Residence or something. Or like, hello? Mm-hmm. They were all like, what? What do you want? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're like, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> Is Craig there? Uh, what do you want with Craig? Uh, uh, Is Cody, I just want to talk to him. Why? What do you want to talk to him? Uh, no. I want to know if you saw the Simpsons episode this week yet. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Oh, man. It's such a... Like, there was more than one friend that if their dad answered the phone, I just hung up. I just hung up the phone. I was like, I'm not getting past the great wall of Sean's dad to speak to Sean. <laughs> right. Probably still answered the phone, you know? Like, I feel like there hit a point where everyone's like, yeah, I just screen all my calls. But there's still that point where, like, everyone answered every call. Like, you ran. You're like, oh, the phone's ringing. I have to get across the house to answer it, you know? Oh, yeah. This is important. You have the super long phone cable. Like the handset. Oh, yeah. But it's it could stretch flex. out. So far, Cody. It was just it was weird. Strung across a room, so you had to like duck under it if somebody had yeah. strung it across the room. They had this movie had one of those phones with like the um it was one of those mid phones where it wasn't a rotary dialer, like it was like one of those eighties and nineties phones where you still like had the number pad, you know? Yeah. But it was still like a manual ringer, you know? Like there was a bell in there that rang. Oh yeah. For wireless phones. I remember the first time I actually saw the rotary phones at my grandma's house, and I was just like, "I don't, I don't know how to work this," and nobody would explain it to me. <laughs> yeah, they really wouldn't, would they? They're just like, "You don't know how this works? You stupid!" And I'm like, "I don't. I've never seen one. I don't know." <laughs> the clear phones. Oh, good. Oh yeah. There was like two or three years where like all the cool technology was like clear, you know. And like the clear uh, Nintendo controllers, the N64 controllers that were clear. Everything was Zenith, like the Zenith DVD players that were clear. I never had one, but let me tell you, I saw it all the time on like Legends of the Hidden Temple. Like all the Nickelodeon game shows were like, don't you wish you were so cool? Like 
you're going to go through this obstacle course and pray that we give you some Nesquik and a DVD player. Like, that's green. <laughs> you're like, oh. That was like the It blows my mind. People go to those game shows and you have to like go on a zip line across like a pool of water and you have to answer trivia questions and then you have to run through a temple where you try to get grabbed by strangers. You know, remember that one? And the reward was like a DVD player. Like, hey man, that was it. That's like 300 bucks. 300 bucks still seems like low you know the amount of effort and humiliation that goes into it you know tyler you couldn't pay me to run through a temple where random strangers are going to try to grab me and i have to stick my hands into a tree and try to find a key and then it's actually not a tree it's a dude dresses a tree and then he eats me you know what i'm saying like that's what that show was okay let me hold on now i've stumbled upon a trivia fact that I'm sure you saw blew off and went past, but I'm going to share it with everybody. All right, here we go. Are you ready for this? Uh-huh. Sophia Stewart, a sometimes writer who claims to have created the Matrix and Terminator <clears throat> franchises and <Nope>. others, <laughs> says that Terminator is a prequel to the Matrix and together both franchises are a part of an epic she says that Sarah Connor is Neo's mother, and Neo is a representation of Jesus Christ. So, what are your thoughts let me on just Sophia Stewart? Up. Sarah Connor has a son, John Neo. Connor. Right? Like, am I wrong? Is that not John Connor? But that's not part of Sophia Stewart's original oh vision for the things she did. So this right. part, so she made up. She came up with all these ideas before. Two different filmmakers made two different successful franchises based off of them. She's out here. She's living here in the... Maybe, here's the thing. I think she is from the future. I think she's living in the year 2199, and she's seen all of this occur, and she's gone back in time, and she's written screenplays a couple years too late. <laughs> and all these movies came out, she's like, well, you know, I did write these up, but I showed up here, I put in the wrong time, and it's fine, but yeah, it's based on real life, and it's uh, they all connect. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what's happened. This poor woman is from the future. She went to the wrong year, and she's just out here living among the mortals, you know? Okay. So this woman just kind of like, she is a writer in Hollywood, and it appears like she just kind of goes around claiming that she <laughs> wrote things, and it got, like... And it is funny because the articles seem very split. <laughs> like some are like, Sophia Stewart exposes Hollywood elites for stealing <laughs> stories. Others are like, crazy lady. <laughs> <laughs> I guess she sued yeah. him uh, and did I, not win. <clears throat> found the new best way to become famous for like 30 seconds. She tried to sue... The Wachowskis for $2.5 billion over the Matrix. How much? $2.5 billion. With a B, though? Yeah. How much money did she think oh, wait, sorry. Hollywood screenwriters sorry. get paid? Sorry. There was a rumor that there had been a settlement out of court for $2.5 billion. <laughs> for reference, Cody, what do you think The Matrix they made settled, as a movie? They settled out of court for more money than The Matrix made. Oh, man. 
Let me find. Let me find real quick. How much did the Matrix make? So gross worldwide. How much do you think the Matrix? I think she made? just quoted herself, floating a rumor about the settlement payment she wished she got. <laughs> I mean, what the Matrix as a trilogy? As or are a we tr- talking the new one too? Uh, well, here let me pull up the Matrix franchise, of which she is uh, obviously the the mother of, right? The originator, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I say they probably make like maybe a billion altogether, maybe more, maybe one point two billion. Matrix franchise. Four movies. Here we go. Here we I don't go. Know. I'm oh, maybe I, less. Maybe like eight hundred million. The first million. one. So the first one made half. A billion. It made five almost five hundred million. Okay. Okay. Um here we go. Box office gross. The next one. Do you so altogether one point seven billion. Including the newest one. Mm-hmm. So I don't Um didn't <laughs> didn't the Matrix hold the record for like highest grossing rated movie for a while until I think Passion of the Christ must have beat it out, but yeah. At one point, I think it must have because five hundred million for a R rated movie is like fantastic because you have such a much smaller audience. Oh yeah, because you don't make as much money. Oh yeah, <clears throat> that's the other thing. This movie was huge just because of how successful it was. Like R rated movies don't make that much money. You know, quite impressive. Oh yeah, you know it, Cody. <laughs> it's just, I can just picture Sophia like in a Starbucks in LA just being like, I can't believe they're saying they're gonna settle for two point five billion. Just like looking around like, is anyone here writing for the newspaper? Is someone gonna pick that up? You know? Oh, I can't believe that Sophia wrote the Matrix before the Wachowskis, you know? Remember when uh remember when <laughs> the person who wrote Splash, um the 1980s mermaid rom-com with Tom Hanks sued the writer of uh, The Shape of Water for plagiarizing the story. Do you remember that one? Wait, the writer who wrote who played who? Wait, who so who sued the writer of Shape of Water? What the writer of a 1980s mermaid movie called Splash? Oh yeah, okay. it's a Tom Hanks movie. Yeah, so it's like, and when you read when you read like their case, you're like, you know what? It isn't the same movie. But they're very different <laughs> because it's like, look, they take a mermaid creature, right? And they sneak him out of a government lab, right? And they fall in love, right? It's the same movie. You're like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But one is like a mermaid <laughs> with Tom Hanks, and the other one's like a space alien god thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like these are very different vibes of movie. So okay, so the rumor started with <laughs> an Instagram post. It said Sophia Stewart wrote books in the seventies that were stolen from her by Time Warner or by Warner Bros. Terminator no. one through four, The Matrix one and two, but not three. Apparently, I don't know. <laughs> she won Hollywood's biggest lawsuit, two point five billion dollars. This is on Politifact.com, which says Wait, it they is. They say she won the lawsuit. No, that's the claim. Okay, yeah. So that's okay. what the claim is. Uh, it is listed as. False. No, a woman didn't uh, win a two point five billion uh, Matrix lawsuit for over a franchise copyright. worth one point seven billion. The lawsuit is real. Okay, so lawsuit is real, and Sophia Stewart, a writer and paralegal, continues to maintain that the films were based <laughs> on her ideas, but her case has long been dismissed, and there's no such two point five billion dollar settlement. 
not in 2004 when the rumor was first shared and not now. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Wow. So she's saying the books got stolen and the media company made the movies anyway without. I think so. And she gave them to like a no-name writer, James Cameron the first time and then the Wachowskis the second time. Yeah. Is that... <laughs> I guess. I don't they know. were like, "Look, it's gonna be too fishy if we make this all one franchise. So we got to split them up into two franchises. So we'll do a James Cameron one, and also, then fifteen years later, we're gonna have the Wachowskis make the Matrix." Why? Okay, so the Matrix one through four. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not the Matrix one through four. Terminator one through four, which includes is it Terminator Salvation, Terminator Four? Yeah, that's four. Which has, as you said, John Connor in it. But only Matrix 1 and 2, which I can't imagine a worse series of movies if it's just Matrix 1 and 2. Yeah. <laughs> like, 2 and 3 are one movie, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I mean, that would be that would be like, uh, you know, if you made a Lord of the Rings movie, but you only covered through the two towers, you know? That would yeah. be like if you did that. It would be awful. Which is preposterous. Who would ever do that? Exactly. We, there's no telling who would do that. That would be the worst. I just... It is funny. When you think about it, they they are the same premise, right? Terminator is like future AI takes over the world, and that's what the Matrix is. Future AI takes over the world. There just isn't the time travel aspect. I, just, I mean... Um, I'm going to make this pitch. Here's the problem. I can't make this pitch to Hollywood to be like, hey, let's reboot both these franchises. Let's link them together because I'm going to get sued for $2.5 billion and I exactly. cannot afford that. Yeah. I mean, I could, but you Bummer. can't. So. <clears throat> wow. Oh my goodness. I just, I just can't believe how deep we went down the rabbit hole. It's, I'm going deeper down the rabbit hole, and that's you can't. It's, it's very deep. So, in even in this interview, she's like, "Yeah, they lost the lawsuit against me," and everybody's like, "The lawsuit was dismissed." Like a judge, like you're crazy, and <laughs> you have no case here. And she's like, "Yeah, they I lost because they couldn't really come up with a defense." What's happening? <laughs> That's what's crazy. Is like these things are a matter of public record. Like there's a record of the lawsuit that says this has been dismissed. Yeah. Oh, Tiffany was poking her head out, but she sunk back into the matrix. So oh, okay, yeah. I was like, I just heard the door shut. You know, Man. but you can see, you can see Tiffany. I can, yeah. I mean, it's just so hard because this movie is so great. Like, once again, I don't think Bailey quite got it. Like, I think she thought this was just one of like the Tyler Trash movies. Like, okay, it's for Rogers. And I was like, I had to tell you in the movie, I was like, no, I love this movie. <laughs> I think this movie is excellent. Um, it's yeah. a good movie. It's so like... I don't know. I don't know if she quite got it. I think it is different watching this movie because it was that era of CG where it does like date itself pretty heavily. But like you said, but I think in terms you know, of the movie, like if you compare this to Wild Wild West, 
the effects in this movie are six times better than Wild Bill Wild. Like Wild Bill Wild, although Bailey does like Wild Bill West, so maybe it's not that's fair a to trash say, movie but... right there. <laughs> oh, it's a it's a hot mess. Um, <laughs> but you know the just the CG in this one, they did a lot better job of like just making it work within the world versus Wild Bill West. It's like, all right, let's just let's throw this out here and you guys run over here and we'll CG in some stuff to chase you, you know? Yeah. I mean, I th- I feel like the difference, the big difference between <clears throat> if we're comparing this and Wild Wild West is like with this one, the Wachowskis, it does seem like they cared and like everything, like if something's in the shot, there's a purpose for that thing to be in the shot. Even in the other movies, yeah. you know? And uh, Wild Wild West seems like they're like, I don't know, it's a movie about spiders in the Old West or something, whatever. You know, we're just, who cares? (laughs) Moving on, you know? This is like a Mm -hmm. passion project. Wild Wild West has to be the only movie made during the time period of, like, that focuses on Ulysses S. Grant as a president. Like, it has to be. Like, is there any other movie that's like... The presidency of Louis Grant does not get nearly enough screen time. Like, let's make it a point in this movie that Grant is president right now. Yeah, I forgot that they're like, the president, you know, Ulysses S. Grant. It's like, oh. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. You I know. That era of U.S. history. Like, the, the time in U.S. history where, like, no one can name any president for, like, 30 years because it didn't <laughs> matter who the president was. So that it was great. It was a good time. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Tyler, what else is there to say about The Matrix? I mean, this one's great. It was beloved at the time. Still beloved. You know, I think it holds up. I think all the effects are very good. I think they knew when to use effects. And even at the time, um, it's, it's more like they use more and more effects in the next movies. Yeah. But, like, they didn't, like, go all out. Like, even at the time, they the still effects... did a lot of practical martial arts and practical wire work and stuff like that in this one, especially. Well, I mean, like, so, like, they talked about. So, in, like, because there, there's documentaries about these movies and stuff where they talk about how they didn't try to make the effects look as good as they possibly could. They tried to make them look kind of like when you're looking at effects before they're fully finished on like a, mm. a monitor because yeah. they wanted it to be like, Oh, they're in a computer, you know? So like he's flying yeah, because, and so this is what it looks like. If you look you at know plane. they're yeah. in a computer program. Yeah. No, that's a good point. So I think they hold up really well. I like that they go through and they even have like the matrix has that green tint. Real world has a blue tint and like the in-between world, like where they're in their own computer programs, just on the Nebuchadnezzar has uh, like mm-hmm. a yellow tint. So, yeah. And they even like, they didn't use, they tried to use green as much as possible in the matrix blue, a lot of blues in the real world. And then yellows in the, that were also like, they tried to be like, so you subconsciously know like, okay, this is where they are. Like whether or not they're actually in the matrix or in the real mm-hmm. world or in like a, a different simulation. Yeah, it's one of those things like when you first watch it, you're like, oh, this looks cool. And then when you watch it a second time, you're like, oh, that's genius. Like this all maps up together. Like it is, you can tell that, you know, they spent five years writing it. You can tell it was very like, very thoughtfully conceived. I think all the best movies are where it's like, hey, because there's so much that goes into a movie, right? There's, you have audio and you have picture like working together and 
you have the dialogue and i think this one it it just it does that thing where it blends it all perfectly or like everything has its purpose and it tells the story visually as well as like there's the audio too i don't know i think um just very very well directed like start to finish i think that's one of the benefits of having like a writer director team you know like the coen brothers or the wachowskis are like hey this is the idea we have written this up and we are gonna like bring it to the screen you know so it's like they're involved in every detail and they know exactly what they're looking for which is cool it doesn't always happen but when it works well like it's great to see here's a here's an actual fun fact really you know if you if you was like this can be the real final fun fact but i have mm-hmm. i think this is fun so switch was originally meant to change genders upon entering the matrix which coined the name switch Real world switch would be male, and in the Matrix, switch would be female. Oh, that's the Gary Busey person. Yeah, the movie, the Gary Busey hair. And say. it was the studio that, once they cast um, Belinda McClory, uh huh, were just like, nah, just make it one character. So, once again, how did we not know the Wachowskis were transgender? Yeah, well, that's like the rest of this. Like, fun fact is like, well, yeah, it's a kind of like it seems it's much more interesting to see that now that they're both, you know, now it's the Wachowski sisters. Um, I thought it was just Wachowski. Have they not finished their full fusion? The Wachowski entities. Um, but, <laughs> they just sit on each other's shoulders, and there's a trench coat. <laughs> Big trench coat. Yeah, there you go. Well, one person. <laughs> But uh, they're just like a a nine foot tall Wachowski. They're so big too. Like the thing that always blew me away was like whenever because I feel like they was it Lily was the first one to actually transition, and then mm-hmm. Lana transitioned. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, I was always kind of blown away. Is like they're two huge manly looking guys. Yeah, and that's and they, I think. In some like uh, interview or something, where they talked about that was a big part of why it was hard for them. Yeah, because they were like, they're not like small, dainty things. They're like six foot tall, muscular mm-hmm. guys, and they're like, I, I want to transition. So, I'm sure that was hard for them to be like put in this yeah. character and then have the studio be like, nah, <laughs> just right. make it a girl. So I'm but, saying you got to go bigger. Yeah, fuse to one. Stand on each other's shoulders, and then you know. I think they need. They just gotta. Fight. No one will say no. Yeah. Fight Warner Brothers, <laughs> the Wachowski sisters versus the Warner Brothers. All right. Oh, there you go. If they win, the studio has to be called Warner Sisters now. <laughs> Boom! Full circle. Yes. Wow. Well, yeah. that is a fun fact. I'll tell you what. I'll give this movie. I don't know if I give it an A plus. I give it an A though. Well, that was great. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd give it an A. I think not only is it a fantastic movie, I think they nailed even the time it came out because it came out like mm-hmm. p- during like the peak of like the Y two K machines Y2K, are going to take over yeah. uh-huh. everything. So like every piece of this movie was nailed. Even the casting when they didn't get the people they wanted and they got like their seventeenth choice for a character, mm-hmm. it was still the best person to play that character. I I really like Val Kilmer as an actor. But, like, I can't imagine anyone but Lawrence Fishburne playing Morpheus. Like, yeah. perfect. So good. Man. Like, I guess, is that all there is to say? There's more Matrix to come. 
Oh, more don't matrix. Don't you folks worry. We're gonna we're gonna run through the whole thing. All of it. But yeah, I liked it. We just got an A, which is rare because even good movies we give. I mean, it's true. Oh yeah, this joins all the real good movies, Cody. The real, it's the real, it's the real good. And we probably should have kept track of what we rated every movie. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll start doing uh, that. <laughs> maybe. Thank you for listening. You can find us and share us wherever you find podcasts, and you can yell at us on social media at Opinion Havers, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have our first Instagram follower. Uh, shout out to Jim. So, you know, look forward to posting more regularly on Instagram so I don't look like, uh, you know, a spam account or whatever. Thanks, Jim. Thanks so, for listening. Until next time, watch movies. And have opinions. So let's go to like a 90s rave or something now, right? Oh, yeah. Which I'm ready. Glow sticks and your pacifiers, boy.